0: Welcome to the Careerwise Nurse podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch, if you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life is doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license, it's your career, it's your job, it's your reality, and it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietry, your host, and I'm here today joined by Victoria Yates. Victoria is a nurse, and she's an intuitive eating and body image coach for women. She specializes in helping women to stop struggling with food and their bodies for good. She talks about in her podcast about people who are A-plus students at all the diets out there. But when you listen to her podcast, she doesn't talk about diets at all. That's not what she focuses on. So that really drew me to Victoria. And she's here today to tell us why she does what she does, how she got to where she is, and all about what she does as an intuitive eating coach. I will just say that um, if I didn't already, she's an RN. And she really teaches people how to have a healthy lifestyle built on the science behind intuitive eating so that you never have to go on another diet. So I guess once you connect with her, you might be so inspired like I was to listen to every episode. And I said, Victoria, come on, you're a nurse, come and tell us what you do and how you can help nurses who want to live their best nursing life and who might be inspired by by what you do to go out and help people as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Welcome, Victoria. Hey, Natalie, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being here. And we're recording in the middle of November, so we're nearing the holiday season in full swing very soon here. And Victoria, I'm glad you're here because food is great. And as a nurse, I think about just reflecting on the shifts I used to work in the hospital and when it's a lot of potlucks and celebrations this time of year. But I was always trying to be stronger, healthier, and a lot of that centered on food. So I really related to what you say in your podcast when I first heard you. And as I talk about nurses wanting to live their best lives and giving them the tools or the resources to do that, I thought, oh, let's talk about food because food is love. Food is fun. Food is everything. It's fuel. It's energy. It powers our bodies and our brains. It helps us to get through our shifts at work, whether it's day shift or night shift. We come together with people and there's been a void for a couple of years, really in the freedom to get together as we please. So here we are in the end of 2022 and we're all gonna celebrate. So in the end here, we'll have you tell us how to survive the holidays and walk back into, go into 2023, feeling feeling as good as we possibly can. Yeah. So tell us, Why you do what you do. I mean, I I kind of talked about why what I hear from you that's magical, but give us your take on why you do what you do.
1: Yeah. So like you said, Natalie, I I'm a nurse. I was in, I started off my nursing career in labor and delivery, and I worked in labor and delivery for a year. And then I worked in pediatrics. We ended up moving from South Carolina up to New York and the whole like I had just gotten on to day shift in the hospital in my labor and delivery job. And then we moved and you know what that means. You're back to the bottom of the totem pole and you have to go you know, straight to night shift. So anyway, I got a couple job offerings for night shift and my husband and I had just gotten married actually. So I made the decision to work in a private practice in a pediatric office. I never wanted to do pediatrics. <laughs> it was like my least favorite area, but I kind of chose the job just because, I mean, I grew up actually, my mom was a pediatrician, so I knew pediatrics, but, um, so it's kind of ironic that I was like, I'm never going to work in this, but it was just such a good atmosphere. And I, you know, just a good, good hours for just the stage of life I was in. So that's just like a little bit of my background with nursing. So I worked in peds for four years, outpatient peds for four years. And during that time, I, you know, I actually, my husband was in school and I wanted just a little hobby. And so I started a blog and I started blogging and uh, I blogged a lot about health and wellness because health and wellness has always been an interest of mine. And I kind of, just through that started to learn more about the online space and online business. And a funny story, I actually dabbled in food blogging for a little while and quickly learned that I am not a food blogger. I'm not good at creating recipes. I can follow a recipe, but I cannot make them up.
0: And anyway,
1: so that just led me into actually at the same time, I discovered something called intuitive eating and it just Made so much sense for me, kind of like a little bit of my backstory without going into too much detail. But I struggled for a really long time with my relationship with food and poor body image. And so, you know, I kind of had this mindset, like I think a lot of people do, that we just have to, in order to be healthy, we have to count all of our calories and track every single macro and never eat anything unhealthy. And so that was really the mindset that I was living in and just felt like so, and I felt like I was in so much bondage with food. Like I wasn't able to really enjoy it. I wasn't enjoying my life because I was so consumed with trying to eat the healthiest I could possibly eat. And it just was like all consuming in my mind. And then I learned about and discovered intuitive eating. And it just made so much sense with just how our bodies work and our biology that we really can listen to and trust our bodies, listen to our body cues with food, and we don't have to count every single calorie or track every single macro. And so that was really the start of you know me deciding I want to help other women just like in the same way that learning about intuitive eating helped me. I want to help other women who are done with feeling like food controls them. They're tired of dieting. They're tired of tracking and counting every little thing. I want to help them to get to the place where they trust their bodies and are able to listen to their bodies. Um, cause I think our bodies just have so much more wisdom than a lot of us tend to think. So that really started my journey into coaching and what I do now. So now I've been a coach online coach for the last seven years. So I started, you know, initially I was working, coaching and you know coaching a few clients on the side while I was still working and then for the last uh, almost 3 years I've been solo so solely a coach now I left nursing so now this is what I do I work with my clients one on one currently uh we worked together for 6 months and we get together weekly and really with the purpose of like I said before helping them to get to a place where they trust their bodies, they trust themselves around food, uh, work through things like overeating, emotional eating, mindless eating. Those are a lot of the things that I work on. Um, And just, you know, people who are just tired tired of the constant on a diet, off a diet cycle that I think so many people are on. And I think about nurses too, like thinking about back when I was working, like you were saying, Natalie, it's like, we nurses were, we were always eating. There was always something, some kind of goodie in the break room. And, you know, especially with like working night shift and long hours, it can make it really difficult to like eat in a healthy way, in a way that feels good and fuels our body. And we need to take care of ourselves. And part of that is, you know, we're taking care of clients all or sorry, patients all the time, all the time. And a lot of times I see this tendency with nurses that we put other people ahead up in front of ourselves, taking care of other people. And we don't really take care of ourselves. So anyway, that's just something I think about with nurses that is so important. So, um, anyway, I hope that this is, this whole episode is encouraging if you're, if you're struggling with that. Um, yeah. So I
0: thank you for sharing your stories because it really is so important what you do and your foundation as a nurse helps you to understand how to connect people, the motivational. Piece that you help people to discover within themselves. You're helping them go forward and live their best life. As you were speaking about how you got to where you are now, I made a couple notes. So you found a job in pediatrics that fit in your life at that point. Rather than trying to fit your life into a job that might be night shift or back to what you were doing in New York, you know, as you moved to. As you move when you moved, you chose a job that fit in your life. And that's something that I say on every episode. You have to find work that fits in your life instead of trying to fit your life into your job. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's all a balance. And the other thing is, um, you talked about food, and I think about Thanksgiving, pumpkin pie. And we talk we hear a lot about how bad sugar is for our bodies, right? Added sugar. Well, there's a lot of sugar in pie. But just today I was on a walk and I thought, you know, I can have pie on Thanksgiving because I'm not going to gain weight or poison myself with sugar from one piece of pie. Even if I eat the whole thing with the crust, you know, it's a day to enjoy, but you, um, your messaging helps people to understand that eating that dessert, those brownies, one brownie or two, it doesn't ruin lives, but the awareness you present to people and help them find is what changes people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so key. That's a big part of just my messaging and, and the, just my perspective is I always like to say like, we are not like one cookie is not going to totally derail our health. And I think everybody knows that what I've found is the the problem in people's minds is that they don't trust themselves to just have the one cookie because one cookie leads to another and another and another, or one slice of pie leads to multiple slices. And then there's the, the guilt and the shame and that whole spiral that people fall into. And, you know, part of just when we think about intuitive eating, one of the basic And foundational principles is that all foods can fit in a healthy diet. And that's exactly what you were saying that, you know, you can have pie and enjoy it and not feel guilty about it and, you know, savor it, you know, we're meant to enjoy food. It's just, you know, part of being a human being. I believe it's why we have taste buds, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are meant to enjoy food and find satisfaction with it. So, you know, especially at this time of the holiday, with the holidays, when there's a lot of yummy foods, I think there's this tendency of people to kind of have this like, like feel guilty for enjoying food or, you know, allowing themselves to have the pie. But then they're thinking like, well, I'll, I'll just be quote good when I get to January and go on a diet then. But what I really want, I guess the big message that I have here at this time of year is that, you can enjoy the holidays, enjoy all of your favorite foods, not feel restricted, not feel guilty and also just because we get to January doesn't mean that you have to go on a diet. I think the key to actually enjoying food in a uh and not overeating is is just simply deciding right now, I'm not going to go on a diet in January because what happens is if you're already thinking I'm going to be restricting in January. I'm not going to be able to enjoy anything food related in January. It's just going to heighten everything about the food at this time of year, right? You're going to crave it even more. You're going to want to like eat as much as you can because you know that this impending diet is coming in January. So that's just like, I guess a little aside or just like one piece of advice I have as far as, you know, what, you were, what you were saying about just enjoying food at this time of year. Um, I think some people can kind of go into this like November and December, I'm just going to like throw out all of the, like any regard to my health and, uh, because they want to enjoy food, but what if you can enjoy food and also not overeat it? I think that we, we forget that that's also a possibility.
0: And I think about the excessive amounts of food. You talked about keep eating and eating and eating. At work, I remember when I worked outpatient oncology, there was so many treats in our break room or at our nurse's station. Literally in the end of December, well, before the Christmas started, we were walking around with trays of food and offering it to everybody in the treatment area because there was so much, we didn't have room to set it down. And we were busy running around all day long Outpatient work can be as busy or busier than inpatient work. There are those days when you get to work and you say, I better eat now and go to the bathroom because I'm not going to have time all day long in the outpatient setting, just like in the hospital. But we had so many treats. How would you recommend that a group of nurses who are just tripping over treats, what strategies for survival would you give us? You've talked about this some, but just give us two tips that will help us think about what we're doing to be intuitive about our eating?
1: Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, uh, like I said before, nurses have a tendency to not prioritize our own needs. We get busy, we are, you know, we don't have snack breaks. We just have like a quick, I don't know, 30 minutes max lunch break and a lot of times you're you know working and you're still on like you still have patients who need you and it, it's hard to take even that long of a break sometimes but i think first and foremost filling up and fueling your body with nutritious foods first and foremost cuz if you're if you're hungry and you're looking to the snack or the treat to fill you up you're going to eat more of it right so it's not to say that eating the treat is bad or eating the cookies is bad, but to say, you know, that thinking about how that's going to make you feel like if you eat a meal's worth of cookies, you're probably not going to feel great. So that's something that I always recommend for my clients is to, you know, when you're sitting down to eat something, think about how you're going to feel afterwards. I think that can be really helpful, you know, and just part of just checking in with your body. Right. But then on top of that, making sure that you're listening to your hunger cues, eating when you're hungry and actually getting full and satisfied with nutritious, healthy foods, a good balance of foods. And then, and then you can have the, the cookie and it's almost like a cherry on top, right? You can have it, but it's not like you're looking to the food to looking to the cookie to, to be full. So you're going to not eat as much, right? You're, you're going to be able to have one or two cookies, but not 10. Right. So that's something that I recommend. I think, you know, just being mindful of, of the tendency that nurses have, or that you might have to not eat lunch or not eat enough at lunch or not even like, I remember taking, you know, I had a a minute to like throw down a a protein bar and like, no, it's not ideal, but also we do what we got to do. Right. And if I'm hungry, I want to make sure that I'm Fueling my body and honoring that hunger. So even if it's like I can't sit down and really enjoy this, throw you know throwing back something that is a little bit healthier or is going to be more filling in that quick period of time. And then looking for you know having the cookies or having the treats, but having uh, having it as more of like a cherry on top to the other things. I think can be really helpful. But so I would just say honoring your hunger, eating when you're hungry, and Uh, eating until you're actually full on those on like nutritious foods. And then also, you know, seeing the treats as kind of like a cherry on top can be really helpful because you're not going to show up to the cookie and be like, so starving and eat like 10. Right. So
0: we're going to have better control if we have the real food first. So for people working shifts or working all day long, running crazy at your job, nurses out there, eat the lunch you brought or go get the lunch you plan to get. Stick with the original plan and then treat yourself afterwards for whatever you want. That's a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, when you when you gave us the the tips, it came to mind that if you eat the real food that you brought or that you plan to eat, it helps you to avoid that incredible sinking feeling you get when you haven't eaten all day long and you didn't think you had time to eat all day long. And then you go for the sweet treats that are not going to really fill you up. That do you, Do you remember the incredible sinking feeling, Victoria, when it got to the point in day where you really hadn't nourished yourself?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. And I think like, I quickly learned though, that I am not a good nurse when I am hungry and I don't, I don't, and I don't feel good. And a lot of times this is something that I work on with my clients a lot is, you know, especially if you're over, like I see this with, with nursing and just like humans in general, like if you're not eating enough throughout the day, and I know that that's hard specifically for nurses to eat enough as you're on your shift. But what happens is you get to the end of the day and that's when you overeat, right? Cause you, you haven't fed your body enough throughout the course of the day. And then you get home or you get to the end of the shift and you're starving. So it's like, the first thing that you see or the most convenient thing, whatever that is, whether it's like cookies or something else, right? That's what you're going to gravitate towards. And you might find yourself even thinking like, I didn't even want this, but it was just like your body's drive, your body's hunger drive is so strong. So it makes it really difficult to eat mindfully. You're not going to have time to like actually prepare yourself something that you really wanted. So that's why I said, even, even if you have like two minutes between patients where you notice, like, I am starving. If you can have some really quick things that you can just like have in your locker and just like grab. And like, again, it's not ideal. Ideal would be like sitting down and eating mindfully, but that just doesn't always work for, for nurses. Right. So if we can just like get something, something nutritious, like a protein bar or some nuts, or, uh, I don't know, some, some dried fruit, something that's going to be really quick. And then when you do have your lunch break, I think it is safe to say, like, sometimes nurses, we have the tendency of like, not wanting to hand off our patients. Like we have a lunch break, we can take it, um, and delegate, right. We can be kind of control freaks a little bit, <laughs> speaking yeah. for myself. Also. So yeah. take lunch break, nourish your body, you know, eat enough throughout the day. Cause otherwise you're going to get to the end of the day. And that's a lot of times where we find ourselves overeating
0: and working with patients, being in healthcare the reason people are in the hospital or even seeking care is they they need they need the care in the hospital they may be very unstable that's why they're there or they would be outpatients and you never know what's going to happen you have to be able to handle that situation and having some calories on board some good calories some nourishment so you can continue to think clearly and manage the situation Really is your responsibility in terms of your professional self care and taking care of yourself at work. When I've talked about professional self care in previous episodes, taking your breaks for meals, it's really important that you don't skip that because you do have to be able to handle whatever comes up. And eating nothing or eating calories that are not really good for you, even though they're enjoyable and okay as the icing on the cake will help you to be able to handle whatever comes up in your eight and a half hour day or nine and a half hour day or your 12 hour shift that really is like 14 hours by the time you leave your house until you get home again right yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly I think that that alone I think would make such a big difference for nurses in just like our overall health and wellness and nutrition is just prioritizing, feeding ourselves and taking those breaks and, and preparing. This is something also that I do a lot of with my clients is like planning for being hungry, having, you know, going to the grocery store, planning on what am I going to have? What kind of snacks and being realistic with your lifestyle, I think is really important.
0: So, this has been great information, and your stories have provoked memories for me about my time working in the clinical setting and how there were so many temptations. Or, you know, I worked night shift and I drank chocolate milk with graham crackers di- dipped in there, you know, and it was delicious, but it really wasn't the calories that I should count on. I remember Diet Coke and French fries sitting down with my colleagues at two in the morning to have our quote, dinner, right? (laughs) So many memories that listeners can probably relate to as they think about what they do on their shifts. So um, thank you, Victoria. I just want to ask you how you got this training to be a coach.
1: Yeah. So I would would first and foremost say that nurses, I, I struggled for a long time feeling, believe it or not, unqualified to be a coach. Isn't that crazy? But I, I, so if anyone has the thought of like, I might want to be a coach nurses, just without any training, we, I think it can benefit us to have some training, but we are qualified to be coaches and we can be amazing coaches. But what I did is I got specifically certified in intuitive eating coaching. So I did that. And then I got a health coaching certification for nurses called the National Institute of Whole Health. Um, but there's some great coaching certifications that you can get out there if you're wanting to have that extra coaching. I think, to be honest, if you are wanting to start working as a coach, one of the best things that I did that helped my coaching was actually hiring a coach. That was, you know, hands down, aside from any of my training, I would say the intuitive eating coaching because because my specialty is so niched. But that was really helpful. But aside from that, I would say just hiring a coach, working with a coach, I still work with a coach um, and it helps me to continue to get better and better at the skill of coaching, which, you know, is kind of a combination of what we learned in nursing school with motivational interviewing, but just learning how to ask really powerful questions. Um, But that's one of the best, best like training aside, like that's been the best thing that has helped me in my career as a coach.
0: And I also was looking to be coached as I launched my coaching career because I was looking for guidance. And health coaching is really important because in our world of healthcare, it's about sick care and payment. Money is generated based on diagnosis codes. There's a lot more diagnosis codes out there for sickness or diseases, conditions that are adverse rather than wellness. And just look around or do a little digging. And you can see that our system rewards for all the codes that are on your your explanation of benefits. So wellness, we really have to own that and try to force change and make a difference in people's lives. And that's what coaching is about, is going forward and living your best life. So Victoria, thank you for what you do because it does matter. And I'm sure you have connected with nurses who want to live their best lives physically, emotionally, and also you said you focus on women. So thank you for sharing how you got where you are in terms of training. And just tell us how uh, you can be found. Before you respond, I do want to say that I was drawing a blank on the name of your podcast, but it is called
1: The Redefining Redefining Health Podcast
0: the redefining health podcast. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who would like to connect with me, you can find me at victoria And I'm also on Instagram. I'm pretty active over there. If you are, I am at non-diet underscore RN. And then, yeah, I have the podcast called the redefining health podcast that you can listen to. I put out an episode every week on Tuesdays. And if you're wanting to learn more about getting started with intuitive eating. I actually have a free guide called, uh, it's a one day journaling guide on how to get started with intuitive eating, which you can get at bit.ly forward slash start eating intuitively. So you can check that out. Thanks. I'll have everything
0: in the show notes as well. So that listeners can find all your information.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Come say hi over on Instagram or where, wherever you are.
0: Yes, you have a lot of stories that you share. And so I feel like I talk to you every day, Victoria.
1: I know, that's the fun part of social media.
0: (laughs) It is really fun. And also that nursing connection, because we really want to live our best lives and then go out and help other people to do the same. And what you do is very inspiring. So I hope that you will... um, As listeners, you will connect with Victoria if it's something you're looking for for your own self or for nursing career options, because there's a world of opportunities out there for you as a nurse to help people. Victoria, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the year. It's moving quickly. And um, I may call you again to get updates and hear what's new and going on in your corner of the world when we get into 2023.
1: Yes, yes. Come say hi. and.
0: Yes, thanks for having me, Natalie. Thanks, Victoria. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the Wise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWiseNurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.